I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Have you ever felt the need to kill a co-worker? That's the question of the day. <laughs> I mean, I haven't acted on that impulse yet, but have I, you know, have I been compelled by some force? You know, sure. Who hasn't? Wait, are you telling me that you, like, you don't have a basement full of corpses? <laughs> I do love because a corpse I've had one since 96, so I don't know. <laughs> I do love a good old-fashioned corpse I'm party, in the wrong you know. here. Yeah, yeah. They don't have them enough, I don't no. think. It's a trope that I wish would return, because it was always a fun trope. Yeah, whatever happened to the a good old-fashioned corpse party? Good old-fashioned happy birthday-to-me party, you know? Come on. Yeah. Hmm. Or a, a latex unmasking scene, like that yeah. movie. Yeah. Why didn't, There's that, not one in this one, but there that was could the, have yeah, been. Yeah, that was the only thing that was missing, is Carol Kane just, like, pulling back her mask at the end and just revealing herself to be, I don't know. <laughs> Jean Triplehorn, her, her uh, yeah. <laughs> twin. <laughs> that would have been a great movie. <laughs> I think so. Negating all the flashbacks and everything. <laughs> <laughs> she made up this entire backstory. backstory. The the mom was actually never real. Yep. But she just like pretended that she was. <laughs> the whole thing was fake. It was just Jean Triplehorn's twin who still has the uh the weird like courtney cox scream three bangs yeah. for some reason <laughs> they're, they're not quite as bad but they're, they were the they're inspiration there. for courtney cox in scream three yeah might have been out. this Maybe. movie was yeah. very influential formative i think yeah, yeah when was this like 97 97 it they filmed it in either 95 or 96 and then it sat on a shelf for like a year but then came out in 97 yeah Wow, yeah, that's nuts. Cause the, the this was straight to DVD. Well, actually, straight to video back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like I rem- remember seeing it on the shelf. There was no fanfare. I don't remember a tra- trailer. No. And it was just like, wait, Carol Kane, Gene Triplehorn, Molly Ringwald in a Molly horror movie. Ringwald. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's like I've got to rent this. It was just. You know, it was Miramax, so you're like, oh, this is going to be like kind of Scream, and uh, it's not, but it does its own thing, so that's no. okay. And it was made it does probably a before lot of Scream. So, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a good double feature with the voices, having watched them back-to-back now. They they kind of go to similar Absolutely. weird tone of places, and they have the flashbacks. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very odd film tonally, because it's, it's about five movies in one, so... Yeah. All of these movies are basically telling the same story, sort right. of, but right. like one is telling it as a corporate satire, the yeah. other is telling it as like a melodramatic character study, and the other is telling it as a horror film, and they never really mix well together, but no, it's really in- it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, and there's kind yeah. of a, a noir vibe at times, too, and yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a lot. The way it's mixed. filmed, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Fascinating choices here. Lots of choices. Every scene, there are many choices that will make you go, hmm, hmm. brave, interesting. <laughs> you took a I chance like there. That. Yeah. 
If this yeah. if this movie ha- had a theme song, it would be "Take a Chance on Me" by ABBA. <laughs> take a chance. Take I a think chance. it would. That should have been her. If the listening. movie ended with that, that would be great. When she's driving on the road with that, that blonde wig on and just take a chance, take a chance. It feels a little tacked on the one that's on there now. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, yeah. like on the one hand, I'm glad that she's spoiler if you haven't seen the movie but she survived the fire and everything but on the other hand i'm like i don't really know what this ending is doing but okay yeah it's like were we supposed to root for her because she just killed two girl scouts that were quite nice they didn't do anything wrong yeah yeah what did they do to (laughs) her they say something to her and she's like i know i was a girl scout you know like i (laughs) you don't have to tell me bitch (laughs) (laughs) she's so persnickety she persnickety that's a good word for her <laughs> doreen the persnickety and it, it's interesting how fast like things just escalate like yeah it's like she gets assigned it's like she was barely holding it together i guess working at this <laughs> uh place and then suddenly she has to work from, she has to work from home and be around her mother who she has very mixed feelings <laughs> toward and she just snaps it's it's nuts <laughs> It's like the first two deaths, you're like, I mean, they were kind of assholes. I can yeah. give her that. And then she just starts, like, killing, like, the most random people. And I swear, yeah. I saw a corpse in the in the basement. We never even saw her kill. I'm <laughs> like, who's this saw. dude? <laughs> I'm like, who is he? He's He's got, like, a mustache, but it's not Gary. It's some yeah. other dude. I'm like, was that the yeah. homeless guy that called her that time in the garage or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I'm like, when did she find time to kill this dude? Hmm. It's it's a mystery. Mysteries. Any horror news? You have some uh, theories, right? You want to share oh, with the class? Breaking, breaking. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I have been trolling the YouTube horror vlogger sphere because I find it really yeah. entertaining. The mm-hmm. theories people have about Halloween ends. I don't know if you'd all like to hear some of these. Th- theories but um the, gather around the main one the main one and they're really proud of this too they're like mm-hmm. so i i have a theory and and this is a lot of them too like this is a whole group of them that are like i think this entire trilogy has been a dream and at the end laurie's gonna wake up and it's gonna be 1978 and she just survived the the horrors of the night and I'm like, wait, oh my God. why Why would we want to do that? I mean, I know there's no way to really save this trilogy at this point, but <laughs> like, do we want to go that far down the rabbit hole? And every, every, everyone's like, that's a great idea. I would have never thought oh, of that. Yeah. They won't be brave enough to do that. I'm like, it doesn't take much bravery, sweetheart. I mean, has that has that ever worked? <laughs> like, that it was all a no. dream? Like, I can't think of a single time. It didn't work in Roseanne. It didn't work in, like, no. anything that was a Dallas. Dick Newhart show. <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, every sitcom ends that way. Like, it's... it's, it's Nobody uh, likes that. It's a cheat. No, it's, it is. It just negates everything, and... Uh, it feels like they're lying to your face for three movies. Nobody wants yeah. that. Like, it's just No, because they're like, you yeah. wasted my time? I mean, they already wasted enough of our time. Why slap us yeah. again in the Come face? On. You know? God. Come on. Ugh. Unless she wakes up in the Halloween H2O universe as oh. that Lori. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> she, like, wakes up, and there's, like, a big glass of Chardonnay right next to her. Yeah. And she's like, ah, oh, like- I'm back, boys. 
and Josh Hartnett walks in and he's like, Mom, I heard you screaming because they're living together for some reason still. <laughs> they're still living together. <laughs> yeah. And they do actually like work at a mo a mo a motel off the road somewhere. Yeah. It's like it all came true. And then he gets a call from Michelle Williams because they couldn't afford to get her in the the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, are you going to meet me at the creek? And he's like, oh, real yeah. funny. No. Then... <laughs> All right. This could work. going to be there. <laughs> it's just the like that we go back to the can... 90s. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's going to be the new trend. After, yeah, after all the requels, maybe it's going to be like, let's revisit the old timelines and that'll be the thing i don't know i don't know that would be great i mean if they could go back to if they could find a way to try to connect like halloween's four through six to the like one two h2o resurrection timeline (laughs) yeah yeah come on bring back paul rudd come on yeah Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. i don't think they could do it um, considering it's been 20 years since they attempted it and uh, I just I don't think it would work but it, it sure would be fun it would be interesting I'm super curious what the next big like thing is going to be after all these requels die out like are we going to mm-hmm. go back to regular remakes are we going to just do sequels again or are yeah. we just like what? we tried everything else at this point so is you know horror it's always cyclical and you never, you never know where they're going to go but yeah, we'll I mean, you can never tell. I mean, that's why these things don't bother bother me as much as they used to. Like, w- when yeah. I heard, like, they're going to remake Texas Chainsaw or Dawn of the Dead or When a Stranger Calls, I I was like, how dare you? You're going to piss on my childhood. And then, like, these movies came out, and if they're good, people respect them and add them to their watch lists and enjoy mm-hmm. them. And if they're not good, people just forget about them. They don't really make much of yeah. an impact. And yeah. so it doesn't really hurt it, you know? I mean... No. Especially, you know, with the Halloween franchise, it's like it's been so many oh, different pegs at this point. Yeah, uh, spokes yeah. and uh, uh, timeline differentiations. It, it It's just like when people... There's no point in throwing a fit about it anymore because it's going to be something different in a couple years anyway. And the people that are treating mm-hmm. this one like it's the definitive sequels, I'm like, you'll be saying the same yeah. thing about the the new ones in a couple years. Like, you know? I think so, too. Yeah. It, it's, it, it always ends up getting remade or rebooted no matter what. So it's never going to yeah. be completely finished. The next one's going to have to just be like a straight reboot that doesn't bring back Lori or anyone else. Like, yeah. just just has maybe michael myers somehow in there you know like the original but like no connection to mm-hmm. any of the characters or anything i think i, I think I th- that's the only direction i can see them going at this point because they're not going to bring back well i shouldn't say that maybe they'll bring back Lori again no. but like <laughs> who knows but i mean you know if the payday is big enough i think we've learned that <laughs> jamie lee just can't stay away so at some point um maybe it'll be another 20 years when she's like 80 and yeah. You know, I mean, if they're bringing back Ellen Burstyn in her 80s now, I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. she'll be on the, the the junctions and being like, oh, yeah, those other movies I did, they, they were not good. You know, they, too much trauma yeah. in that, that one from 2018. <laughs> Remember all the trauma? Remember that? that I'm too so much, sorry. That too was, much of that. that. Was, <laughs> I was having I never a moment. And I, <laughs> I never actually, terrible. even though I produced and apparently helped write, I didn't like it. I didn't like it all. <laughs> It was terrible. Oh, Jamie Lee, we love you. <laughs> Never change. <laughs> oh, 
Jamie, give me my paycheck, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to that. I, I, I really... I can picture it so clearly, her in a retirement home, and she, like, looks out as they're changing her diaper, and she sees Mm -hmm. in the the trees Michael just staring at her, and she's like, oh, no. (laughs) Can I not get one goddamn minute of rest in this place? Not again. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, pull the plug now. Give me you, you, euthanasia. Where's Dr. Kevorkian? End it. We'll probably get, like, a reboot later in the 2020s, and then that yep. won't be successful, so then they'll decide they have mm-hmm. to bring her back again, and it'll just be, like, yep. spiraling through this... <sighs> it never ends. Oh, well. Yeah, they'll f- they'll finally give the reins to someone who could do something interesting with it, yep. like Ty West, and he'll make a movie that a lot of people love, and then the like hard, hard, hardcore fan base is, is like there wasn't enough gore it was too slow the characters yeah. talk too much and then yeah. it'll be like really polarizing and then t- 10 years down the road Jamie Lee will be like well I'm not doing anything let's yeah. <laughs> exactly. let's bring back Michael <laughs> that's yeah I can't think of anything newsworthy otherwise mm-hmm. lately let us know folks if anything's been going on yeah you know what I have been you got fascinated by I've been fascinated by this really weird trend of taking all these true crime stories and turning them into drama shows. Like it's Mm -hmm. a little insane. Like Like how much like inventing Anna and and the one about the uh, assisted suicide girl or whatever that like texted the dude and told him to do it. Yeah, the girl from Plainville. The the thing about Pam that weird one with Renee Mm -hmm. that I haven't seen. The dropout. (laughs) There's one called Candy with Jessica Biel coming. It's just like what is this? It kind of like I think it's in some ways like. I don't know. It reminds me of the '90s, like femme fatale, yeah. like the early '90s thing, and I'm just like, me too. I don't know. It's very we'll like hand that rocks the cradle to die for kind of mode yeah. that we're in, and I I can't say I don't like it. I'm like, this is yeah, interesting. I mean, I it's a fun direction. I haven't watched watched enough of them to like know if they're any good or not, but like I'm, either, I'm intrigued yeah. by you know women behaving badly and you know doing crimes. Like that's a genre that I enjoy. Yeah. So we'll see. It's but, so much yeah. more in- interesting than when men do it. It just is. Yeah. I don't know why. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird little trend. I mean, I know we're like obsessed with true crime now, and now I guess mm-hmm. we're just turning all those stories into dramas. And I'm like, okay, well. Yeah. Did we it are. start with that, like, um, what what was that one called? The Act that was about, like, the um the Gypsy yeah, Rose Blanchard Gypsy Rose. That, that was probably... Yeah. Because Hulu is the one who's making most of them, and they did that one. Yeah, so that I think must, they did that, that too. That one yeah. must have been, yeah, must have been successful. And then they decided to let's just keep plopping those out. And there's one, there's that staircase one with um, Tony oh, that's yeah, coming out yeah. um, right. on HBO. That's yeah, right. Tony Collette. But uh, yeah, interesting time to be alive. I, guess, I didn't uh, think about that, but yeah, there it is kind of a trend now, huh? Interesting. Yeah, hmm. we'll see where it goes. You never know. Um, Who can say? Where the road goes. <laughs> where the day glows. Uh, Only time. Uh, Is our it moods where the, album. Where, where the day glows or or goes? I don't I, know. I, I, we may never know. I don't I'll have know. to call Enya? up Enya. Are right you listening? Now. Enya. Enya, can you hear me? <laughs> I want her to do a uh, tribute album to Barbara Streisand's Yentl. 
and it's it's like mm. her take on the whole soundtrack. I think that would be a big seller. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Hmm. Look at me making connections on here. Barbara, call in ya. <laughs> Pure moods, ninety-seven listener coming soon. Yes. <laughs> Babs, in her sex dungeon, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's got James Brolin like strung up in a sling. <laughs> a sex dungeon and a corpse party all at once. Yeah, you just never know. What we can use that basement for multi-purpose basement. They should remake this with Barbara Streisand as a musical. Mm. Yeah, sure, why not? And the ending scene is not in a car; it's on a tugboat, and she sings a really long note. <laughs> because that's what she does she's like I'm coming for your office but do you watch Unbreakable for like 30 minutes forever and a half do you watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt oh yeah I've, I've, I've seen it all it just the, the fact that you mentioned the, the tugboat thing with like Carol Kane and she's like this is this is an apartment this is not a tugboat <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a running joke throughout the whole series that like the whole building is actually a tugboat and so it's ridiculous <laughs> Carol Kane in this, oh man, just what a performance. Unbelievable. One of one of the greatest actresses of all time. Just character actresses. Absolutely. Just amazing. <laughs> amazing. Whenever she shows up, you're like, we are in good hands. This is gonna be a ride. Even if the rest of the mm-hmm. movie is just falling apart at the seams, she's gonna mm-hmm. keep it together. That's talent. Yep. Anything about this one, let's see. Nineteen ninety seven, like we said. Uh this is the start of the whole teen horror mania boom. Uh, we had The Craft in 96 and then Scream in 96 at the end of the year. Uh, Fear was in there somewhere, too. Um, Miramax is kind of at the height of its powers here. Uh, like I said, this was filmed, I don't know exactly when, sometime in 95 or 96, and then it sat on a shelf for a year because they didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Um, directed by Cindy Sherman. This is her only directing credit, uh, big credit anyway. She's mostly known as a photographer, which I can see. There's a lot of, like, artsy uh, cinematography in this, you know? Mm-hmm. It's um, beautiful. Her breakthrough work is a collection of untitled film stills that is a series of 70 black-and-white photographs of herself evoking typical women roles in performance media. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, she received an honorary doctorate degree from the Royal College of Art in London, so good for her. She's a smarty. Um, there were four writers on this film, which help ex- helps explain the uh, tonal oh things in this. Uh, <laughs> one of them was uh, Todd Haynes, which is insane. Like Hollywood, beloved Hollywood queer Todd Haynes I mean, here. I can see like all the parts of like Doreen's home life being all him. Safe with Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie yeah. is like borderline horror, and this is kind of had has that vibe at times too yeah um also tom kalen who did uh swoon that like queer movie from the early 90s like uh a lot of like new queer cinema people in this script here uh yeah writing the script um uh, and then there was elise mcadam i think this is her only credit and then cindy sherman herself but yeah we got four writers which is always a sign of something (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a sign of not being able to commit to any ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if the Weinsteins had any... I'm sure they did. They had their hands in Oh, you know they everything. did. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they pro- probably said, can you do a draft that's more like Middle America horror for the multiplex kids? And can you also mm-hmm. do a draft where we might get an Oscar? You know, just like give Car- Carol Kane lots of great scenes. And then they're like, yeah. okay. And then, but then they really only wanted to make a satire. And then like they were stuck with all these other ideas and it just blended into something that's, very entertaining, but just odd. It's an odd little movie. It is. Um, I'm reading there were some like test screenings that uh, probably had an impact on some of the changes that were made too. I, I guess they got a lot of like young young males for this test screening, which I feel like oh, unless God. you're queer, this movie was not really made for you. Because uh, no. <laughs> they were like, we just want more Molly Ringwald, which to be fair, like who doesn't, but... I mean, I can understand that because her character is really yeah. interesting in this. Yeah, she has probably the most personality than out of oh, totally. everyone. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I guess Strand releasing also was involved in this. They, I, I think they actually did some of the distribution to a couple art house cinemas anyway. So it opened at a few theaters on December third, nineteen ninety seven, which was just like two weeks before Scream two. Um, wow. It grossed $38,000, so yeah, it must have just been like a couple theaters type thing. Um, interesting. Strand also did Psycho Beach Party and several other mm. uh, little indie movies like that. So That's right. They're, they do some good stuff. Critics mostly negative, but who cares about Ugh. them anyway? <laughs> a bunch of killjoys. Uh, 12% Rotten Tomatoes score, which seems oh. low. That's for rude. this movie, yeah. But then the audience score is more like fifty-one percent, which that seems more in tune with like the kind of you never, uh, uh, I don't know, the nature of the movie. Like you, you either yeah. either you're on the page with this movie or you're not on the page with this movie. It's one of those. Absolutely. Um, uh, San Francisco Chronicle said it can't decide if it wants to be a slasher, social satire, or revenge comedy. Um, which okay. Sure, true. but like, <laughs> true. <laughs> Doesn't mean we don't like it, but true. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, <laughs> all those things sound good to me. Why not put yeah. them all on the plate at once? <laughs> Jam, good. Me, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care if they don't mix. I'll eat a little bit at a time. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Um, let's see, there was this quote from Entertainment Weekly, Owen Gleiberman, he said, um, Cindy Sherman's idea of style is to get everyone on screen to snipe at one another and then to shoot the misanthropic antics from gruesomely crude camera angles. Uh, what's truly depressing... (laughs) Yeah, why is that bad? Why is that bad? (laughs) Tell me more. Uh, what's truly depressing is that Sherman doesn't even appear to try for lyrical ambiguity... Uh, of her best uh, of the lyrical ambiguity from her best work the film flickers to life only when molly ringwald shows up vamping gamely in an office sex pot okay i mean all right Whatever. yeah i mean we, we have said molly ringwald is one of the best parts of this movie right um, right and i would i would but, like uh, to see whatever movie she thinks she's in because it does seem fun yeah. i'd like to know what script she was given which draft she, by which writer I, 
I think she thinks she's in like Working Girl or something. <laughs> I think she does I too, know. and I kind of like it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Those kind of movies are always fun when everybody seems like they're in their own movie and doing their yeah, own thing. You're like, That's how did this happen? You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. Did no one stop them at some point and say, yeah? Did you get the latest draft of the script because it's not supposed to be like this? one of the 50 drafts that were probably rolling around oh, I'm sure here. it's got like a at times kind of a similar offbeat vibe to like that clock watchers movie that came out around the mm-hmm. same time period um, definitely kind of a cubicle uh sterilized off office vibe to it uh interesting there, there were a lot of a lot of office movies in this late 90s period too because you had like you know office space and uh mm-hmm. even the matrix like the first part of that movie is just about pretty much a guy at an office like realizing there's more out there than i've been stuck in this little cubicle for so long um yeah so there's, yeah, there's like parts of um american beauty too american you know, beauty he, like, yeah what's his yeah. job and stuff that mm-hmm. have that kind of a vibe and yeah it was just kind it was a yeah. time for people to rethink the office yeah you know, and be like the exis- can we use this of it this like technology to like work from home and now as we're seeing yes it can happen yeah yeah yeah. where am i going with my my, i'm like forming a thought thought and it's not really coming out but you know how like like this movie (laughs) yeah i know i know it's like parts of it are there it's you know in the 60s and 70s you know everybody was like hippies and nobody really wanted to work and yada 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 and we're fighting for change and all that's great and then in the 80s everybody goes back to work because they realize they got to make a living and then in the 90s Mm -hmm. it's like we've been at this desk job for so so long that we hate it and uh we're gonna you know try to find some sense of uh i don't know something different in our middle age right and break free Mm -hmm. from these chains um so you can kind of see the through line there if you really squint anyway (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Gotta mm. put on your reading glasses. Yes. <laughs> she does have nice reading glasses in this. I love her. Now, her eyebrows are the most fascinating part. <laughs> A work it's of like art of sorts. <laughs> drag queen eyebrows. It looks like divine. Like, I, I, yeah, I love it, it. It's so right. bizarre. And yeah, you're right. This is a very timely movie in the sense that she's like a work from home gal. And uh, just like many of us were during the pandemic. And uh you know uh it kind of presaged a lot of this work from home stuff that ended up happening and yeah that's fun uh scoring kind of weird too kind of idiosyncratic you never know when it's going to come in and it's just kind of yeah yeah sometimes it kind of sounds like the main theme from like rugrats and then other times it it sounds like well a jazz band like warming up or something uh, you just like described like this guy's entire um, resume because I was looking briefly at it and he worked for Nickelodeon for a while. And oh wow, he has go, a jazz... go figure! And, and he has a jazz band. So look at you. <laughs> oh, there we go. Nickelodeon meets jazz. I think I like yes. it. Because if I was to watch this movie, I mean, I would think you know what this needs for score? Not Marco Beltrami, <laughs> not no. Pino Donaggio. What it needs. No is Nickelodeon meets jazz. <laughs> That's what it means. Well, boy, do I have I have someone for you. His name is Evan Laurie, and he is perfect for this role. I'm in love with him. <laughs> I like his style. I like your style, I'm man. In love. 
Hibbing with some of them scat notes, bobbity bee bop bop. Beepity boop 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 beepity boop. She's the office killer. She's gonna stab you with a letter opener. Yes, bobbity bop boop boop boop. Don't put your inhaler down. Bobbity bop. She's gonna get it. Put some butane in the inhaler. Tape dispenser. <laughs> That's probably the best one. <laughs> I, think it's... I think so. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Is that even possible? I don't know. I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the behind the scenes for you. There's not much out there. Somebody did write a book about this movie that I did not read, but what? what, what? A book it's about called, Office uh, Killer? It is called Cindy Sherman's Office Killer: Another Kind of Monster, and it looks <clears> very. Uh, academic and conceited, oh. so I don't know if I'm going to read it, but I'm one oh, of those. No. <laughs> like the subtext in the scene where Doreen makes the the severed hand play with the kitty cat means that right, um, exactly. it's it's it's, it's, it, it's a very Marxist theory that people need to <laughs> yeah. be kept in. It's like what the fuck, people? It's a movie. Yes, it's yeah, calm down mercy. a little here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has a whole book written about it. That's amazing. <laughs> The Andy War- Warhol influences in this movie are really are they really well, come framing up. alone when when Nora asks if Doreen wants a manicure it's obviously a reference to the close up shot of the fingernails being painted in um, Klaus Vergleben's uh, European <laughs> classic the Virgins of Schlafterflerg uh, and you're like sure mm. if you say so. I- I've only seen the German version of that, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's a whole different movie. You're missing out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that dub Die, changes everything. <laughs> Die Vlerpenflagen. <laughs> but if you're not watching the original old German, then you're not really getting the whole picture, really. No, because when they released it theatrically, they tinted it with a slight sepia tint. <laughs> And three of the sound effects were changed when it made its way to home video. God bless these people. Cri- I mean, they do the Criterion Lord's work. did a release. Yes, the Criterion release. Even that doesn't really capture the spirit of the, what the original intent was. You know, it's they just... changed the color timing. Why exactly. would they do that? Why? Who do they think they are, William Friedkin? He does that with all of his movies when he re-releases them. He's just like, you know what this movie needs? Less color. Let's make it look blue. Why, Billy? Why? Yeah, what's that? What, what's it that choice? Fine. Hmm. Hmm. Leave it alone. Hmm. It was a classic for a reason. Hmm. Yeah, The Guardian. That was a classic for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love The Guardian. Can we talk about it's The so Guardian good. again? We, yeah, I, we listen, do another episode. I'm going to send... I need to send this out in... in t- into the world because I'm I'm trying to find yep. the TV cut of The Guardian, mm, which I saw yeah. years ago on TV, and it's a yeah. completely different mo- movie. And I want to see it again. So if anyone has a file or a, an old VHS tape, I'll pay yeah. top dollar. We'll cover it. We'll cover it. If you send we will it to cover us. it. Well, as a whole new movie. Yeah. The version you've never seen. <laughs> the version you've never seen. Unrated. <laughs> 
We need a Blu-ray of this movie too. There is no Blu-ray for Office yes. Killer, and there probably never will be. There is a there is a uh, high definition version on Amazon that I actually put some money mm. towards because I was like, eh, I'll check it out, and it's 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 okay. It looks decent, but yeah. I would take it on a Blu-ray. So you know, yeah, come on, folks. Like you've released so much crap on Blu-ray, you can't release this. What is this movie about? That's a loaded question. Mm. But, it really is. How much time <laughs> do you is, have, Kevin? Yeah. You know, well, I mean, like basically, in theory, yeah. it's about the gist. Um, the gist. this office for um, this magazine called like something consumer, co- constant consumer, Con- constant consumer. Because aren't we all a constant consumer? Yes. It's a great oh, name. We can't stop buying everything. We are material girls oh. in material world. Yes, that's right. Why that song was not used in this is a mystery to me. No, but or or right, um. Psycho Killer, you know, we talked about that last time, I think. Yeah. Office Killer. Office Killer. Say, Carol, run, 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 run away. Put your eyebrows on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and she can do out with them. Yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, music video opportunity. Think, Weinsteins. Think. Right. God. Lord. But yeah, so this movie is about this magazine, Constant Consumer, and there's a woman that works there named Doreen Douglas, and she's been there for like 16 years, and she's sort of like the office wallflower, she's sort of awkward, and this woman named Nora has been tasked by her boss, Virginia, who's like this chain-smoking, asthmatic, like, uh, crazy lady, like she's like Ivanka Trump on crack Mm -hmm. or something, and yeah. um and she forces her to go tell all these people that they're either fired or they're going to be working from home from now on because they're downsizing and Nora's all like I don't want to do this like this is so horrible so she tries to give it to the guy in charge um of the department Mr. Landau and he's like I'm not going to do it this is your ch- job and so she hands out all of these notices and um and that night, Doreen is working late at the office, and she's uh, tr- trying to get some like toner into the computer, I think. And mm-hmm. um, and she's reading the letter, and she finds out, you know, that she's gonna have to work from from home, and she spills the toner all over herself. And Nora is still in the office, and she sees it, and she's all like, "Oh my God, let me get you a jacket. That stuff is toxic and stuff." And mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then we see what her home life is like. And she lives with her mother, who's invalid. You know, um, she has to use like one of those like uh, staircase wheelchair things that, like, you know, like you press the button and you like and you, and you slowly descend the staircase. Which and she stuff. just like randomly unplugs just to like <laughs> keep her up there. I guess. <laughs> It's horrible. And, I mean, her mother's kind of a piece of work. Like she's sort of uh, domineering yeah. and a little nasty t- to her and. So, we find yeah, out some things like... from her past that her her mom was not the, oh, the best yeah. mother. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, and so basically the idea that she's gonna have to work from home is like a fate worse than death because for yeah. her work is her only real escape, and yeah. uh, and so you know she, she doesn't sees have any future, friends. Future's not gonna be bright. Yeah. No, no friends. Yeah. She's she's no got friends. some cats. You know, she does have cats as expected. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah. someone had to have taught her how to put on her eye eyebrows at some point. I don't know. 
some good friend. <laughs> one, one of the cats did. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, meow, meow. <laughs> Goes right here. Meow, meow, meow. Actually, I think the eyebrow is just two cat scra- scratches yeah. that just healed in a very strange way. <laughs> that makes sense. That's what it is. That is a choice. And, uh, <laughs> it's a bold choice. And uh, so, like, the next day. Um, there's this guy named Daniel who's like trying to set up all the computers for the people that are going to have to work at home. And he's really nice. He's, he's like the boyfriend of Nora. And, um, and so Dorian's kind of trying to keep it together. And Kim, who is the Molly Ringwald character, she's like, um, she's friends with Nora and she's having an affair with Gary, who's like, I guess, next in charge under Virginia. And he's brought his cold into the office for everyone to catch. And he's married, but Kim's having a little fling with with him and stuff. And he's just kind of, kind of a jerk. Yeah, um, he's a dick. Yeah, ab- absolute dick. And then that night, Doreen's working late again, and there's a computer glitch. And so she calls in Gary to help her. And, um, and when he gets there, like, he's trying to, like, massage her shoulders, and it's really creepy, and she has, like, a reaction, like, it's triggering something. Me too, yeah, hashtag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Once again, ahead of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and so she, like, goes off to the bathroom while he, while he tries to fix it, and he goes, Mm -hmm. and he turns off the power from the power switch, and is, like, trying to fix the outlet with this um screw drive drive driver thing and she comes back in mm-hmm. and it's like why is the power off and he, and he shines a flashlight in her face and is like hey can you come and help me and it scares her so much that she kind of backs off and hits the breaker box and it turns the electricity back back on which electrocutes gary and she's <laughs> like oh no what am i gonna do <laughs> uh, and no. and and she like she's like nudging him and like hey wake up wake up she's like slapping him <laughs> and then of course he doesn't wake up so she 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 calls 911 and then she's like wait maybe i shouldn't do this and so she hangs up the phone mm-hmm. and then she's just like you should have been a lot nicer to me i was just trying tr- trying to help out and stuff and so she loads his corpse into like a cart and takes it to the the garage and yeah. loads him in her car and like this homeless guy sees her and she's just like um i'll pay you to not speak and she just like <laughs> so pay, pays him off takes the corp the corpse back and sticks him in her basement yeah and um and then like the the next day daniel stops by to install Dor- Doreen's new computer and stuff and like he tries to touch mm-hmm. her again like not in like a cre- creepy way and she kind of like pan- panics again so there's clearly something yep. here that is uh, is not good here and of course yes. Virginia is like freaking the fuck out because Gary hasn't shown up and so she th- threatens Kim and like tells her to find him and um, mm-hmm. so she ha- ha- has to call his wife and she's like I've got no idea where he is and Doreen somehow knows how to fake an email from Gary to Kim to sort of tell her to like hold down the fort and she learned all this technology stuff pretty fast here she can like very uh, quickly because I don't I don't think she knew how to do an email before this movie and now she's like writing them like crazy it's inspiring 
she's a technological icon this yes. doreen good for you good for you and uh doreen comes into the office and virginia gets a hold a hold of her and takes her into her office and she's like um and uh she Doreen tells her that Gary got angry because he couldn't fix the computer so he decided that she should leave and let him fix it and Virginia just keeps belittling Doreen and and you can just tell that Doreen's like maybe I should should kill her too (laughs) and then (laughs) Virginia brings Kim in and she's like well since he didn't finish the article you two are going to work on it together and mm-hmm. Kim's like, God damn it. Like this w- woman creeps me out and I don't want to work with her. And so it's like a dark and stormy night at the office and Kim mm-hmm. and Doreen are working on the article. Well, really Doreen's the one doing all of the work. And Kim's like, I'm hungry. Do you want something to eat? And she's like, no, I'm fine. And so she, she leaves. And while she leaves, Doreen decides to kill Virginia by so- so- somehow, scaring her into an asthma attack by setting her <laughs> ashtray on fa- fire and then replacing her a- asthma inhaler with like butane or something so that this when is, she has yeah. the attack she she like she's um she uses the inhaler and it like i guess like eats away at her lungs or something it's a, she dies a mean death like she could have just like it's very not mean. had anything it could have just been like an inhaler with nothing in it, but no, <laughs> she has to like yeah. spray poison in her lungs and kill her. And her her reaction is so over the top. The actress is, is oh my like, god, she just like fucking loses it. It's great. Yeah, this actress uh, Barbara Sokova, I think is her name. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, just yeah, yeah. she she plays this part with relish. She's just going mm. for broke right from the beginning. <laughs> so like, she she she's just like I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Ah, and, and she's just like freaking out and like. And she's got those. Uh, is... She's got those like fingernails, those black the fingernails, fingernails. Whatever, later on. <laughs> later on, she's just like pulling them off, and like, she's like, "No, I never like these when I was working." So, <laughs> he's like, "They it's make good. it much easier to do your work." <laughs> so ridiculous, and um, and then what ha- happens? Oh yeah, so then she takes the corpse back home, and Kim comes back, and she's like, "What the fuck? Like, is you you guys left me." And then the next day, like, um, she's, like, making br- breakfast for her mom, I think. And then yeah. these two gr- gr- Girl Scouts Girl come Scouts. by. And they're like, would you like to buy cookies? The Girl Scouts is a is an organization where – and then, like, Doreen's just like, where we promote young girls to be blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. My mom likes the peanut butter smoothies. Come on in. Come on. And then – she brings them in and like we don't see them get killed but they're killed and you're like why like what the hell yeah um and so then she sends another phony email um to to kim saying that Mm -hmm. gary says that she should like finish the article with doreen and then Kim tells yeah. Nora, and she's really pissed off. And then Doreen comes into work, and Kim confronts her about ditching her. And yeah. then um, Kim complains to editorial, ed- ed- and they're like, "What are you talking about? Doreen is the one who completed the assignment, and you should re- really be ashamed of yourself." And she and she's like, "No, but she's a crazy bitch." And they're like, "That's enough, Kim. We're gonna fire you." And so Kim is let go. They're like, you need to go. 
the the whole and, um, um the emails like work pretty decently as a plot device and i'm kind of like yeah this is what scream 3 needed a little more of and less of the like <laughs> i can sound like anyone on the planet thing but yeah. they just needed carol kane as the killer that's really all they needed i think so my god you oh I god mean, she would have been so can good you imagine she that <gasps> Like yeah. they take off the mask and it's like, "Hello, Sydney. I'm your your great aunt. Your mom didn't want to know about me, but she was a whore. She was a whore. I watched her when she was in Hollywood, but she 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 got too much fame. She stole my. So it's like, whatever happened to Baby Jane up in here? Whatever. Yeah, she's she's like, did you know? Did you know? that i won the talent contest we win years ago and your I'm mother writing a letter. me <laughs> you want to see the app sydney you want to see you want to see it? <laughs> i'm writing a letter right writing a letter to sydney saying i hate you <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh this the is so good it could have been <laughs> we could have had it all could have been so Unfortunately. beautiful. Such a shame. But, no. but yeah. So anyway, so Nora <laughs> thinks that she's doing a good deed, and she brings Doreen yeah. these clothes from her closet. She's like, Doreen, hi. I brought I brought you these old fucking clothes. I really hope you like them. <laughs> she's like, she's like, thank you, Nora. And and um and then there's like a flashback because she talks about how her father father was one of the founders of this mag magazine and there's a mm-hmm. flashback where we see that um she's riding in, in the car with her mom and her dad and her mom's like you should be ashamed of the things you said about your father you're a, you're a dirty girl yeah. with a dirty mind and then the mm-hmm. father like tries to touch her leg it's really gross and so she like grabs his arms so that like the car fall, like flies off the road and hits a pole and it kills him and it enters her mom to the point where that's why she has to have a wheelchair and stuff and so Nora kind of feels bad for her and stuff Um, and then later that night um, Kim leaves and then Doreen decides to kill the male boy for some reason like he's never really done anything to her like he kind of bumps into her with his cart at the beginning but that's Mm kind of it That's about. and she just decides to just slice his throat and then take his with a tape dispenser right i think it's a tape dispenser i'm not sure i yeah. think it is yeah right <laughs> i can't tell and have we got it's nasty have we gotten to the point the we one of the most bizarre scenes in the movie where she's in the basement with one of the corpses it's one of the guy corpses and she's just like oh that doesn't look right and it, there's like a five minute scene of her just like sitting there like playing with this guy's chest and like all the blood yeah. is like coming out and she puts she puts like tape on it and she's like oh i'm gonna fix oh, this I, it's gonna be better i think it was that already was that already a scene or was it l- it might have already I'm happened sure. i can't i'm remember. not sure all but um because oh yeah i do think it, it is after this yeah because then kim okay. goes to have drinks with nora and Nora's all like, you need to lay off of Doreen. She, she she's a mm. good person, you know, like, and, yeah. um, and Kim is the only one that like really sees that Doreen is like not well. And I, then I think once she brings the male boy's corpse home, that's when she starts to like put the tape on the, 
on like the yeah. gaping bl- bloody wounds and stuff and like spray it with like Windex or something. Like, what are you doing, Doreen? It, it goes on for like five minutes. She's just like, oh, that's yeah. not right. Let's put on like some more tape and let me just stick my hand yeah. in your cavity and just like, yeah, oh, it's so gross. We gotta make it clean. And, um, and then the next day, Nora's having some problems with her computer and Doreen helps her. And she's all like, computers are like children. They don't make mistakes unless you lead them in the wrong direction. And <laughs> and then um, she can see that Nora has been embezzling money from the company. It's like this mm. weird subplot about Nora kind of being like a monster. And um, and then yeah. Kim shows up and she begs for her job back. And she, she's like, Doreen is manipulating everyone. And every, everyone's like, you're crazy, Kim. Go home. And then Doreen sends Nora an anonymous email telling her that she knows what she's doing and that it's a crime. And Nora's like, what? Not, how does anyone know? <laughs> um, and then Kim goes to the staircase to smoke. And that's when she's almost strangled to death by Dor- Doreen with a scarf. And she runs away and she tells Nora... And Nora's just like, why do you keep saying these things about this lovely woman? You're sick, Kim. And then um, I like Nora she's, goes she's to she's see wearing, her. Um, she takes her scarf, too, and she's wearing her scarf. scarf. She's like, that's a nice she's scarf, Doreen. <laughs> she's like, thank you. <laughs> Would you like to go to lunch? <laughs> and so I guess Nora thinks that maybe Doreen wrote her the email. So she goes to Mr. Landau, and she's like, is Doreen here? And, and, he, and he's like, no. And in the meantime, she like she finds out from him that um, Doreen's father gave him the job because Doreen had a crush on him and he wanted to, like, keep an eye on him. And it's like this odd little plot beat that it doesn't really go anywhere, but just, I guess, an extra like little strange bit. Um, Yeah. And then Doreen shows up and is like, you want to go to lunch? And as you said, she has on the scarf and stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, and she's all like, "Uh, Doreen, did you send me an email? And she's all like, I don't know how that thing works. (laughs) And (laughs) as they go to the parking garage, Doreen hits Nora in the head with like a tire eye iron and then loads her body up in the car. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. And um, and then Kim goes to see Daniel and tells him everything. And thankfully, he believes her. And he's, like, trying to contact Nora, which is not really any use because she's being dragged into the basement corpse party by Doreen mm-hmm. at the moment. She's a little busy. <laughs> and um, and um, when she uses the severed hands to play with her cats, like, she goes upstairs after putting her <laughs> bo- bo- body in there. And she's using these two severed hands to play with the cat. And, and she's just like, hey, it's me, a se- severed hand. Yeah. And she's like, D- it's so weird. And she's and <laughs> Like all she's these like weird touches yeah the clock she's put like human fingers on the arrows of the clock in the kitchen <laughs> i didn't even so notice like that t- that's funny. it's yeah. t- telling time with these fingers <sighs> and i was thinking like how long has her mom been up there like did she not notice it because they have breakfast in the yeah. kitchen you know yeah and um and so then yeah, she like, finds her mom trying to remember yeah oh yeah then she goes upstairs, upstairs. Yeah. And this fucking scene, this is like a yeah. tour de force per- performance by Miss Kane. It is. Yeah. Because like at first she's like crying and screaming and then she's, she's just like, I don't care. Like you're rotting in hell with daddy. I don't care. 
Like it's so fucking weird. Complex mother daughter just, relationships. Like, yeah. It's like she turns into like this little go- goblin or something. Like her face gets all distorted <laughs> yeah. and she's like, <laughs> and then she just like screams. She's like, Wah! and um, <laughs> it's like the best fucking scene of all time. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> And um, once again, I'm wondering what a film that was like that would have been like with this whole subject. Like, that's so bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so then, like, Kim is just, like, chugging some vodka. And Daniel goes to Doreen's. And he tells Kim to stay put, you know, just in case Nora calls. And um, I love when the, par- the par- 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 paramedics are like wheeling Doreen's mom out and they're like, that's one creepy bitch. It's like, I wonder if she's got another corpse in the basement. And if only yeah. they knew <laughs> little D, you um, know. little D. <laughs> she, she's got several. It's a happy family. Mm-hmm. It's a commune. It's a party. And, uh, <laughs> Daniel goes to Doreen's and she lets him in and she has to cover up the severed hand on the counter. And he's like staring and she's like, it's meatloaf. <laughs> it's like, you want to stay for dinner? <laughs> And he's like, where's Nora? And and she's like, well, we had lunch and then we went shopping and then she had to go back, back, back to work. And he sees that she's wearing this like pearl necklace that belonged to Nora. And she's like, yeah, she gave it to me as a gift. And then Nora wakes up in the basement and she's like, this is one party I did not want to come to. It's a little awkward. Um, and then... Like she starts to like whimper a bit because she uh, she accidentally digs her hand into Gary's stomach when she's tr- trying to get out. <laughs> it's so gross. And it's disgusting. And Daniel hears it and he's like, "What's that?" And and she's like, "It's my cat." And she gra- grabs this knife and goes into the basement. And he's like, "What the fuck? Like, are you gonna go kill your cat? What's happening?" And so she goes downstairs and Nora's all like, "Oh, Doreen, thank God it's you. Like, where are we?" And she's like, "We're at home now, and it's because of you because you sent us home to do our." Our jobs and she's like did you get the email i sent today and she's like i'm here i brought you here so you you could explain why you're stealing money from the company and daniel's hearing all this commotion and he, he he's trying to get into the basement and um and this whole part's like actually sort of intense it's like a creepy it scene is. where she's like come on at you greedy girl yeah. and um and Wicked like Nora girl. decides to, it's so creepy. And there's like 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 these sheets that are hung up, like laundry, and it's like a lot of like light mm-hmm. play with that. It's really well done. And um and she finds Nora hiding in between like the washer and the dryer, and she's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then she turns it into like a game of like patty cake she's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry and she's like smacking her hands it's so weird sorry my ass <laughs> it is very ferusabok and um yeah. and then nora tries to distract her because she can see daniel coming up from behind with a candlestick and right as he's sneaking up his pager goes off and doreen turns around and just like slices his st- stomach in half and um and then Nora keeps trying to calm her down and stuff. And the camera just pans away from them and we can hear their conversation. And then that they're trying to struggle, but you're not really sure like who's being killed and who's not like what's going mm-hmm. on. 
But then it cuts yeah. to Doreen writing an email to Kim, pretending to be Nora. And she's like, I had to leave town because Doreen found out I embezzled all this money. And so I had to kill her. But then she's, she's like, I think Doreen killed half the office. So it's like she's admitting to the crime, but only like a part of it. It's odd. I'm like, couldn't you just say like, yeah. I killed them all as mm-hmm. um, Nora? You know, like, I don't know. It's it's weird. Right. Um, and then Kim gets a call from Doreen, but she's not talking. And she's like, Doreen, is that you? Who is this? And Doreen's all like, no one, Kim. No one at all. And then Kim calls the police and it's like, there's there's a murder in progress at Doreen's. But as she's doing that, Doreen is lighting her whole, her whole house on fire. And then there's like this weird hallucination, which I guess is from Nora's perspective as she's dying, where like everyone in the basement is alive and it's all blue looking with like this gauzy like soft focus stuff and everyone's alive and just pretending to be that's weird that's weird because yeah it's like if they didn't have the last little scene at the end it would make sense as being um uh doreen's like hallucination like before she dies but like but then it's like she's fine at the end so yeah it's very strange it doesn't make a lot of sense and then we have the little coda at the end where um, Doreen has escaped the fire and she has a hand and I think a severed head in her bag and she's in the car she's got a blonde wig a whole new look and she's like I'm coming to your office soon I hope we can be friends and then it's that's the end I'm like I really like this the ending franchise? a lot but it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the movie but no, it doesn't. I want to see the movie that it was from I think that would be in- yeah. interesting right where's the franchise that's the question yeah office killer 2 back in the office i don't know yeah and molly ringwald could show up and be like this happened back in my old office and you you need to get out now and then she ends up getting killed because that tends to happen when (gasps) they come back like that i'm into that idea you know it's not too late everyone is still alive so yeah make it happen world It'll be like uh, Final Destination 2 where Clear or whatever comes back and she's like, "This, I know how to fix this. I, I've seen this all happen before. And then she ends up getting killed anyway. So what are you going to do? Wasn't her full name Clear Rivers? I believe so. <laughs> I think about that name way more than I should admit to. I mean, that is the, one of the greatest cin- cinematic names. It sounds like a porn star or like yeah, an Clear inspirational Rivers. guru. I, this is just a great a, name. It's a great fucking an name. An Enya man. back backup singer or something. Yeah. <laughs> <Clear> Rivers. <laughs> Hi, my name is Clear Clear Rivers. <laughs> I was a backup singer for Enya back in '96. Um, best days of my, my life. My birth name yeah, was Best Days. Birth name. My birth name. My birth name was Meadows, actually. But <laughs> that's what my caregiver yeah. gave me, and uh, I chose yeah. to keep it. I thought it was nice. You want to hear me sing some Enya back up? It's great. <laughs> Maybe some, that was some my Sarah favorite McLachlan note. up next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, clear. Wow. That could have been her career path if she didn't explode in part two. I know. That was kind of a missed opportunity. Oh, well. I think we should retcon this. Yeah. I mean, you can retcon think anything so. now. I know we could Clear do a did, sequel to the original, die. and Alex did not get killed by a brick off screen. 
<laughs> so undignified. <laughs> it's like the worst death ever. <laughs> it was killed by a brick. <laughs> Devin saw what deserved more. Did he piss someone off? Is that what happened? I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm wondering, like, did he ask for like more than five five bucks to make a cameo? And they and, yeah. and, and they were like, "Ha, oh, we'll show you." Brick to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. This this Final Destination has a franchise. This does not, and it's unacceptable. Unfortunately, I I just think how great Carol Kane would still be in this role. You know, just going from office to office. Come on. Yeah. Perfect. Where's the requel? Hello. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, people. Make it happen. Yeah. This would like, actually yeah, like, be a great film yeah. to remake. I think so. I think yeah. it. I think it's time. It's been over twenty years. That's usually how long you've got to wait, right? Normally, yeah. And it's if you're classy, got a similar like pandemic setup here, where like we're sending everybody mm-hmm. to their house, and uh, maybe they don't want to work from home. Maybe it's driving them crazy yeah. because they got kids and their mom and the the cats, and you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so then they go a little a little nutty, if you will. But you still got to have them getting killed with all these office supplies because that's amazing. Of course, I am a little. I'm a little peeved that they they do make a big show of her sharpening pencils at one point, and yet no one gets like a pencil yeah. to the ear socket. That's true. You know, that's true. Or the neck. You sharpen your pencils, get them real sharp. Yes, yeah, nice and sharp. <laughs> so sharp. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Or like it's unfortunate, but we don't get a death with like somebody getting their hand chopped off with one of those paper cutter things like that. Would God. Yes. Those things are fucking scary. Oh yeah. man. It's, it's those are terrifying. Talk. Now, has there ever, I think there was a movie where they used, they actually did use that. They, right. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but there was definitely a movie where that was a thing. Like yeah. they chopped off someone's fingers or something. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the faculty where they just rip it off the hinges and have it as like a machete. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. Hello Mar- Mary Lou where it looks like they're about to use it, but then they don't. It was a movie yeah. where they actually, was I it like remember. Cutting Class or something? Maybe it was Cutting Class. Uh, let us Maybe know, folks. It was. Some yeah. Some movie did that. What's the yeah. movie where they chop off the fingers with the paper <laughs> with, yeah, cutter? Paper cutter thing. Yeah. That's your assignment for the week. Huh. Find it for us, please. Let us know. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I just yeah. think the the problem is is that like the first few kills you're kind of on her side to an extent, but then mm-hmm. like once she starts to kill the more like, I'm not gonna say innocent. I mean, well, I guess the Girl Scouts are like. Then you're like, well, why is she killing these people? They're not really doing anything to her. Like, I feel like they should have made the Girl Scouts like these a- assholes. Like they should have just been like <laughs> rude and like nice lawn. It looks like shit. And yeah. then you'd be like, okay, you have a right to kill them now. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> that the Girl Scout funny. deaths definitely, definitely feel the most off. Like they were part of a different yeah. script or something like it. They totally. feel distant from everything else in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a little weird. And whoever that guy mm. is with the mustache, that's not Gary. I don't know where he came from. <laughs> is it the office guy who because she no. she killed the boss but then she also killed the other guy is that not him hmm. i don't think so i don't know because because there's there's um 
Gary, Virginia, the mailboy, yeah. the Girl Scouts. The mailboy? Is it the mail? And, is it the mailboy? Yeah, it's not the mailboy. No. Okay. Because he didn't okay. have a mustache. And it's maybe it's she weird. put one on him. I'm like, what the hell? But he's like an older maybe she dude. Could... It's weird. Maybe she used prost- <laughs> prosthetic <true>. makeup. <laughs> she used prosthetics. <laughs> she called Stan Winston, and he made up a mask. Yeah, that's what happened. The, the lost really, tales of Dorian. They had to have cut out like a murder scene or something. Yeah. It's a short movie, so you would think there would be some mm-hmm. footage cut. It's only like 80 minutes with credits. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that's what happened. They probably cut out like a whole subplot with some dude at the office, and then yeah. they didn't think, like, oh, maybe we should try to not use any footage of him in the basement mm-hmm. scene. But no, yeah. they didn't. Probably the fucking Weinsteins. Probably. They're like, they're not going to notice. It's a hard one to put in a box. and uh, It is. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's part something, part something else. It's like a Frankenstein creation here that they've strung together. Interesting. Yeah, it kind of changes from scene to scene, so it's kind of unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It's like one one yeah. scene's a horror movie, the next is a satire, the yeah. next is a, like a dark comedy, mm-hmm. and then the melodrama. Yeah. It's like it's always different. You never know what type of movie you're going to get from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Keeps you Life is like a box of office killers. You never know what you're going to get. And that's I why that Forrest film won an, that. won an Oscar. Yes, <laughs> that's why. <clears throat> God. Oh shit, we forgot to mention we fucked up royally last week what? because we thought the Oscars were going to be so boring. But oh, oh yeah, I guess we can God. talk about the Oscars. There's that. Yeah. Now no no one I mean, can I, shut I, the I, fuck I, up about it. I mean, it's like who knew? Well, all they can talk about is, you know, the slap. <laughs> like what about anything yeah. literally anything else that happened? That's like the people that now have decided it's it's some like big PR thing, which okay, initially maybe I was yeah. like maybe it is, but now I'm like nobody's talking yeah. about the Oscars. They're just talking about, you know, Will Smith and everything. It's like so mm-hmm. I doubt it was a PR thing. Yeah. I mean, why would he have to apologize for a PR thing? You know, that wouldn't make yeah. sense it, he resigned from the academy and everything it's like yeah unless they're trying to get people to watch next year thinking they're gonna like one-up yeah. this or something but like i, I can't see yeah. any other reason why there would be some like pr <laughs> yeah. stunt for this you know next year it's gonna be like if you thought the slap between will smith and chris rock was wild just wait yeah. till you see what dame judy dench <laughs> does to angela lansbury live <laughs> sunday night <laughs> On the Oscars. Battle of the Holog, Battle of the Holograms. <laughs> do we have a couple overlooked gems? Why, yes, we do, Kevin. Thank you for asking. Um, wow. I'm going to pick a, um, a film entitled Sleepless, which is a Dario Argento film. And it's a movie I wasn't really too hot on for a while, but then they released the bl- Blu-ray, and it's like a whole new movie. It really is. Like, it's one of those times when a transfer changes a movie. And it's about a killer who is on the loose in Italy, and it's connected to this this incident in the past where this kid saw his mom get killed with, like, a clarinet or something. It's... (laughs) Sounds like a Jallo. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that sounds about right. Dark (laughs) eyes of the clarinet killer or some shit, you know. Um, 
And and so he's being assisted by this detective who's like I think he has like dementia and it's it, like some parts don't work but the the main scenes are actually very well done and it's some of Argento's best work later in his career um and it makes me excited to see what he's going to do with his new his new film which is coming to shutter soon I think um, I've heard very mixed things that but that's style. every horror movie I have to so. exactly <laughs> don't know what to expect um, but yeah, I think it, it's it's worth checking out again if it if you've only s- seen it once on the um, artisan release back in the day, it is definitely worth another watch. Hmm. Let's do some. Uh, let's do Race with the Devil from 1975. I don't think I've recommended this one, but it's a good movie. I don't think so. Um, you got two couples vacationing together in an RV from Texas to Colorado, and they are terrorized by this group of satanic cult worshiper people. Um, it's got a lot of elements that I like. It's a road horror movie. We did a whole month of road horror like two years ago mm-hmm. at this point, which is insane. And uh, it's got satanic cults. I love a good satanic cult. Um, it's got like two couples who are constantly bickering with each other, which that's just fun. I love a good relationship mm-hmm. drama. Um, oh, it's yeah. got a little bit of that like 70s freewheeling are they going to fuck each other type thing? You know, or wife swapping today or not? I don't know. Uh, um, it's it's kind of action-packed at times, too. There's, like, explosions when you don't expect it. And uh, it's got a little bit of... It's, like, dual mixed with, like, Rosemary's Baby with, like, I don't know, some Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff in there, too, because they, like, happen upon this cult, and that's why the cult starts chasing after them. So it's this big, like, uh, pursuit and... Uh, just a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, it's got Peter Fonda in it, and uh, Warren Oates, the Red Swit, Laura Parker. It's a good old-fashioned '70s cast here. Love um, it. So yeah, it's out there. Um, that wraps up Office Killer. Kiskuse, run, run, run away. Um, but we have potentially four more films this month assuming life does not get in the way and they are yeah. all doozies in their own way so that's exciting they sure are and some some of them are double doozies we're still considering maybe doing a questions episode if again if you want to send us your questions we need some questions what yes. do you want to ask us you know we it can be about anything it, be, it can be about movies it can be about our personal lives maybe doesn't mean we're going to answer them <laughs> but you can yes. ask us if you want <laughs> my favorite uh, sexual position is not missionary. Hmm. <laughs> That's all you're getting. to know that. I don't know. <laughs> is it reverse Who? cowboy? Or Who is doggy? missionary? Like, I'm sorry. Like, do you know anyone who's like, my favorite is missionary? Um, no. <laughs> missionaries, maybe? I get, maybe, maybe. Maybe. They're boring they as fuck, sex. so there you go. I mean. Yeah, I don't know what. what when they, they have sex, once every five years, if that, then. Yeah, if that the missionary missionary it's only for procreation okay that's right if you spill your seed on the floor you will burn in hell <laughs> don't spill your seed uh, don't no it's like spilled milk nobody wants that yeah no <laughs> uh, but yeah you can ask us questions about 
seed and anything else you want to ask us about, I guess. Preferably something about movies, horror movies, other movies, TV shows, that type of stuff. You know, you can find us, as usual. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. H-O-H-H Podcast. We're on Instagram. Homos and Haunted Hill. All one word. We're on Letterboxd. You can find us on iTunes. Leave us a review on there if you would like. That would be lovely. Please be nice. Uh... Uh, again, it's nuts. This is our uh, two-year anniversary coming up here in the end of the end of April. It's nuts, and then uh, eventually right. we'll get to our 100th episode. That'll be a bigger celebration. We'll see what oh, yes. we do for that. But uh, and uh, yeah, you know, just uh, keep on trucking. Thanks for your support as always. And, uh, and you know, be nice to the, to the Doreens in your life because you never know when they're gonna. Yeah, snap. you never know. Yeah, they might be on the verge of snapping, and that one little thing you do to them sets them off, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Especially today, like, everybody's, like, just kind of living on the seams of their pants here, you know? You never know oh, yeah. what's going to set them off. Maybe their blood sugar just fell a little bit low, and then, you know, suddenly the next thing you know, you're waking up in a corpse party. Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's a good reason to kill, I think. I think so. I think you should always have a, a candy bar with you so you can give somebody that. Yeah, like, if I'm not getting fed, I, I'm going to tell you that the dark thoughts that come to my mind about everyone I encounter when I'm hungry yeah. is a, is not a good place to be. No. Doreen, you know how you get when you haven't eaten. Yeah, she yeah. needs a Snickers. That's, oh, oh, give her a Snickers. That's all she needed. You, you just, you never know where you come, come across a Doreen or a Jerry from The Voices. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. They're among you just us. never know. So uh, they're just like you and me on a particularly bad day. <laughs> <laughs> you too could be Jerry Doreen. I'm just one head cold and one case of trauma away from becoming Doreen. <laughs> Not the fucking truth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all, folks. You know, we'll be back next mm-hmm. week. So, uh, uh, you know, just be nice, <laughs> okay? Yes. Be kind. <laughs> yes. Rewind. Okay, goodbye. Bye.